Please be seated. Should we head to the Crystal Bridges Museum in Northwest Arkansas and look for images of this nation's wilderness, we would see some paintings of the Hudson Valley in New York. Or should we go to some sort of photography show, places such as Yosemite would dominate should we talk about wilderness. They are places that, at least at the time of the paintings or the photographs, were primarily untouched and unspoiled by colonists in a world new to them. I mention the wilderness because today we hear of John the Baptist crying in the wilderness, proclaiming that the kingdom of heaven is near almost as if he has decided to distance himself from the corruption of a fallen humanity in an urban Jerusalem and instead find something divine in the unspoiled world. But that interpretation may be missing the mark. Susan Rudin is a translator of ancient texts. She has brought us fresh translations, for example, of Augustine's Confessions and Virgil's Aeneid. But for me, her most fascinating work has been the translation of the Gospels, which she has tried to translate as directly from the common Greek as possible, without the prejudices and assumptions that most Christian scholars have to do when they are doing such work, and that most of us who read Holy Scripture have always heard in our ears. Her translations often give new meaning to texts that we have taken for granted, as in today's gospel. She hits the nail on the head when she says that John the Baptist was not crying in the wilderness, but rather was shouting in the wasteland. Wilderness implies something distanced, something untouched by human hands. Wasteland, though, is a place where we stand knee-deep, so to speak, in the mess that we have made a place that we would love to forget and avoid. John the Baptist is apparently announcing the arrival of the kingdom of heaven in the middle of a messy and dirty world. Perhaps it's sort of like our 21st century secular effort to declare the kingdom of political correctness in, for example, electric cars, when all the while we must be reminded that behind those plug-ins in the garages is the lurking background of underground coal mines and natural gas brought to the surface by fracking. I know something about those things. I was an oil and gas banker before I became a priest. And my dad was a boilermaker in a coal-fired electric generation plant. We saw where clean energy came from. For the foreseeable future, even our best expressions of virtue cannot escape the reality of the lowest and deepest and darkest parts of God's creation. The world is not perfect, and we're standing knee-deep in its mess in so many ways, which is exactly where the kingdom of heaven is, if indeed John is shouting in a wasteland, as Susan Rudin reminds us. In today's Advent lessons, John shouts in the wasteland, and Isaiah uses an image of trees forced to come back from nothing grander than the root hidden underground in the dirty reality of the world. No sterile hydroponic gardening for him. A new kingdom is going to arise, but the reality is that we must see from whence that life can come. As we hear today, metaphorically, 
look for stones in the ground that can become children, as John says. Dig down in the earth where it's dark and dirty, as Isaiah says. That's the divine reality. Real strength and support for what is ultimately good will emerge from where we least expect it. That which is hidden and lowly is the source of the holy and the source of healing. Don't run away to the unspoiled wilderness to seal ourselves off. Instead, stand in the wasteland of our mess and shout some good news. That's the biblical witness. It's a good lesson for Advent, and it's a good lesson for the world in which we live. This Advent season is not about getting ready for that perfect little baby. Rather, it is about the kingdom of heaven being tempered with realism. This afternoon, go home and read some more of Isaiah. He refuses to tell us that the kingdom's going to be a perfect world in some far distant future. He's much too bright for that. Rather, he tells us of a kingdom that is possible amid our own messy lives. As the Hebrew Bible scholar Benjamin Sommer reminds us, Isaiah tells us that in the Messianic age, some people will still be poor. Other people will be ruthless and wicked. There will be conflict. In the Messianic age of all things. But it's the kingdom. You know... It's even in Conway today, even if we in this room roll our eyes at what is occurring politically. Give some thought to how stony hearts can be turned into God's children. The real kingdom is one in which there is good and bad, but in it we, as God's representatives, make fair judgments and become agents of goodness and justice. As we Christians need to remind ourselves, the resurrected Christ walks right now in a real world full of hurt and loss. Hope can rise from the least of places, the hidden places underground, to use the language of Isaiah, arise from stony hearts turned into children of God, to use the words of John. Sometimes we must poke around in the dirt. Let's say even in the messiness of politically fraught Conway with its struggles and find where new life is emerging. It depends on perspective. Goodness might be found where we feel uncomfortable. Let's be honest. Can we see the resurrected Christ somehow, even if but slightly, in Jason Raper? The reign of God begins when we start loving the least lovely as much as we love ourselves. It is messy, it is hard, and it's not pure. Isaiah and John's realistic good news is important for us, just like it's important to understand that we will not see the kingdom if we keep waiting for perfection. Or if we wait until all the economic and societal and environmental travails of this world are overcome. Where, for example, are we seeing the kingdom right now? Jesus is walking the streets around us, I can assure you, more often than not in people unlike us Episcopalians. If we see him, it's an Advent message we need to be proclaiming. Christians see the world through the eyes of resurrection. To see the kingdom of heaven requires seeing the resurrected Christ in real flesh and blood people around us with all those human imperfections. That's when the effort to believe in resurrection becomes real. 
The kingdom of heaven begins to arrive when we see one good deed done smack dab in the middle of a world of prejudice, when we acknowledge that the least lovable among us is valued in some strange divine way. Advent is not so much about those adorable babies as it is about preparing to see something holy in grown-ups at the workplace and the grocery store and the state legislature. We may find ourselves getting dirty trying to find a new life, shouting in a wasteland, when the waste is up to our waistlines. But it's the advent of what can be, and it's the message that will ultimately bring to us and to the world the peace that we desperately need in order to live more fully. Amen.